Joy Mills. And today we are here at Square Cat Vinyl with the lovely and super busy Andrea Watts. Hey, dog. (laughs) (laughs) She Um, said we could call her whatever we want to. Literally. But she said Andrea is her huge. (laughs) She is the chief communications officer for the Department of Metropolitan Development or DMD for the city of Indianapolis. Whoa. It's pretty fun. Mayor Joe. Oh, yes. So job security. He got reelected. Yes. So. We've, I voted for him. Thank you. We love Mayor Joe. Yeah, I do. I saw your guys' selfie. Yeah. I appreciate that. He's From so Pride. fun. Yeah. He's just the coolest He is guy. like the most charming, adorable man I've ever met in my life and just deals with things in, in a way that I respect. So I'm happy. I'm happy to work for him and, and call my boss. And he's everywhere. He really like, is. Like he mm-hmm. gets out and it's just... You'll just turn around. You'll be at some kind of community <laughs> event or festival. Joe, <laughs> here. I just feel like I just saw you at this other thing across town. You but probably did. He's so supportive of community stuff, and it's really neat to see someone that like out and about. And mm-hmm. he's great. Congratulations to you guys. Yeah, thank you. So we were just talking about the scooters because you have quite the uh, the in on that. I feel yeah. like everybody is always talking to you about the scooters. <laughs> so what's the what's the scoop? I would say the scoop that was really hot. When more they dropped was that two summers ago? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So um, when they came, the city did not have regulations. So um, not my department, but the Department of Business and Neighborhood Services was like you need a business license, you need to pay this fee. There's so many steps that you need to take to really do it in a respectful way. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, just dealing with that, we have a guy on our team that analyzes scooter data, like where people ride and um, they'll share that with people like the Indy Star, just like universities. Um, They were recently asked to speak on, um, a couple of our people were asked to speak on a panel for, um, an academic conference. So there are people that are really digging in and seeing where people are riding the scooters. Are they in places where people need transportation and maybe don't have transportation? So there's there's a lot that goes into it. But yeah, the, the rock out was definitely rolly. And that is not our fault. We, <laughs> we had no clue they were coming. And in certain cities, like there's Las Vegas and there's uh, New York City, they they're not allowed there so there's cities that kind of put their foot down they're like it's a safety risk it's it's a b and c this is why we don't want it but indianapolis is adjusting and trying to embrace it (laughs) (laughs) and that is yeah that has to be quite the task because they did very rudely we're talking about lime and bird i think those are the only two here right now they um i'm sure everybody knows for our listeners catch you up they showed up two summers ago they dumped a boatload of scooters <laughs> in the city download the, with instructions for how people can ride them with absolutely no forewarning to the city and it just became kind of a huge mess so i was curious do you know if in las vegas and new york if they did that there and then they banned them or were they banned before they even dropped hmm. them i'm curious because yeah i'm not sure about the history of what what they did but or did they I know see that they're like, not allowed. I think they saw it happening in places like DC and I'm trying to think of other cities. But then um, we were kind of doing like pretty sure to to write the legislation. We had to get the city council involved. It was just there were a lot of steps before like 
um, the Department of Business and Neighborhood Services had to get all their ducks in a row. Like it was something that was just kind of thrown on on the city's plate that they weren't expecting. And so um, I would say um, I've talked to a lot of my bike friends that have been like run off the road by people drunk on their scooters. So there's a lot of safety issues Mm -hmm. and um, people have been injured on scooters. Um, I think in an Indie Star article, um, they like looked at all the data and they're like the point that like the most scooters were ever in one place was to the Taylor Swift concert. There was like the highest <laughs> concentration of scooters. It's probably changed since then, but I guess that was like the biggest, like, oh, all the scooters are coming <laughs> so to the Taylor Swift concert. So nothing wrong with Taylor Swift, but a lot of scooter riders, I think. Yeah. Um, that's so. wild. And I mean, that's that was their strategy, right? Yep. I feel like they wanted to do it that. I mean, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They wanted to get people riding them and on them to yeah. where there was maybe some resistance if you were if you were gonna ban them, right? I don't yeah. know. That's just kind of how it appeared. But yeah, I would say there were some pretty spicy opinions of the pro side and the con side. Mm-hmm. So And so okay. you were telling us before we we hit record <laughs> that um, they're not allowed on the canal and you were talking about you can you tell us about that, the yeah. canal cleanup and so, what you found? They're not allowed there, and they're also not allowed in White River State Park. So they automatically slow down, and they go super slow in those areas because it's like, your scooter is not allowed here, um, or whatever notification pops up. The one time I did ride a scooter, I had my phone out, and I dropped my phone, and it cracked, so I never took another scooter <laughs> again. So I just don't ride them, but I was like, I'm doing market research. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so... But uh, it will pop up and give you a notification. And um, I think people get really pissed at the canal and they're just like, look at this body of water. Let's throw it in there. Oh my God. So it's just one of those bizarre things that like our poor maintenance guys have to deal with. And they, I forget how many they pulled out. Maybe I've seen them. Yeah. Walking on the canal. Yes. You just point like, you're like, there's a scooter. (laughs) There's a drowned scooter. Um, Rest in peace. Um, So there's a, and then we cleaned the canal last year. And that was like an every 10 year thing that we do because people think it's lined by with mud. It's actually concrete. So it can get a little dirty, mm-hmm. even if it's mud. Also gets dirty. But so we did this huge thing where we kind of like um, got drained it first. Um, so all of the mud and slime and fish feces i know extremely (laughs) appetizing (laughs) hopefully nobody's eating and listening to this podcast (laughs) so like all of that is kind of scooped away and it's it's we're starting fresh but we found some weird stuff so did you have a canal cleanup lost and found (laughs) i think there was some guy that was like i lost my wallet with two hundred dollars did you find it in the canal oh my god no but there so we found a bowling ball um (laughs) A drone. A drone. Um, yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah, there was just some, some definitely some kind of weird things that they Keys found. And oh, yeah, all that pennies stuff. Pennies and all um, that. <laughs> so it was definitely an interesting experience. We also had a guy, so when it was really cold temps, um, he did, he, the canal, what was left of the water in the canal froze. He decided to turn it into his ice skating rink. Oh, I remember that. Which is fine. But also <laughs> a little dangerous <laughs> if you get hurt, an emergency 
folks have to get down there. It's not super easy. There's just a lot of <clears throat> things that we don't. And then so he, he clever boy, started. He, and he had really cool drone footage. And like a reporter called me. She was like, I saw this on Reddit. And I'm like, is this where reporters get their scoops now is Reddit? <laughs> yeah. I, I think so. Indianapolis Reddit. So don't worry. I became a Reddit user. I see all the scoops. <laughs> get to him first. Right. <laughs> so there was... Um, there was definitely some like he started this change.org petition that was like, let's turn the canal into an ice skating ring. <laughs> and it's like the logistics and the engineering. It would be <clears> awesome. It would be really cool. The cost <laughs> of taxpayer dollars. A little prohibitive. <laughs> a little prohibitive. <laughs> so it's like it's great in theory. And I'm pretty sure that he had like a link to like some place, some awesome place in Canada that turned their canal into an ice skating ring, which is great in, in theory, but is it realistic? Is it cost effective? Do taxpayers really want to see like, oh, <laughs> the city of Carmel has a great ice skating rink. They do. Mm-hmm. There, at the so Christmas market. They can yeah. just drive a little north and go skate their little asses off. So <laughs> yeah. Stay away from the canal. It's like an Olympic <laughs> ice skating like race course. Yeah, but yeah. I, I just I felt like the fun police and it wasn't fun for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that. That was the the canal cleaning, ice skating saga of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll it. tell you this. There's never a dull moment in I, my job. I, can I imagine. cannot imagine. I have a question yeah. about the canal because it's such, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, is there, and I haven't kept quite, I used to kind of be, I felt like there was some movement on more kind of like retail and nightlife development on the canal. Will that ever happen? I just feel like, that area could really explode if, I don't know, I feel like it would be used a lot more yeah. if they had it more like other cities do with I would more nightlife. S- yeah, so they just opened up the new Canal Colts play space. It's sort I of by the end, it's by nice. the hospitals. Mm-hmm. But I think that, and it's super state-of-the-art and gorgeous and really fun, actually, even for adults. <laughs> I've played there. I tested the <laughs> equipment, so it's, it's <laughs> awesome. But there's also, like, um, I think that there's way more that we could do to bring retail down there. There's a, a burger spot. There's like a, there's a place to eat at the Idol Jorg with a really cool view of the uh, canal. There's also one at the state um, museum. So, so there's, yeah, the there's patio, some, like the cafe kind of. Yeah. Museum. There's a couple spots, but I think, yeah, it could definitely be. I feel like it could be a little really bit be more hopping. robust. I really miss Creation Cafe at the oh, end. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I went to a, wedding there now that it's an event space and it was just it was gorgeous and it's like this should be used more Mm -hmm. but yeah but it is a beautiful kind of greenish space in the middle of the city and leading to the oh yeah the park and everything like when you're Mm -hmm. watching um sports um whatever when the they're showing the b-roll of the city they always show the canal shot it's Mm -hmm. such like an epic little spot it could be Yeah. From the bridge, I don't know if it is by the museum, but looking at the skyline, mm-hmm. that's so kind neat. of the iconic shot. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Cool. That's good to know. There might be some more coming along that way. Yeah. And then one of your other, um, on your very extensive resume, you were, <laughs> I saw, um, I wanted to ask or learn a little bit more about my White River project that you're involved in, too. Yes. So <clears throat> I think in 20, it may have been, so I've been at DMD for, for almost um, two years, but it may have been before me, Hamilton County <clears throat> visit Indy, like the tourism arm of the city of Indianapolis. And then, um, the city 
were kind of thinking strategically, like there's this stretch of the White River that could really be activated and looked at as an asset and as a recreational tool that would bring more, maybe more people. And um, for years, we've kind of turned our back on the White River. Um, we've dumped things into the White River. When you look at the history, <clears throat> so the central state um, insane asylum is as it was called back in the day, used to have a chute that went straight from the medical hospital and they would dump autopsy bodies there. What? Like, oh yeah, oh. it's so gross. <clears throat> Google, I'll send you guys links if you want to see. I yeah, snuck seriously. into the tunnels under Central State before oh, they demolished cool. it. It was so creepy. Yeah. That oh. is yeah. Nuts. So there was so there was just there was no like big regulations. I think until like the Nixon era when that was like that is not allowed. You Why can't Why would they Yeah, so there was just a Ooh. lot of stuff being so we just it wasn't pretty, wasn't it was it smelled bad. Like there was just a there was a lot wrong with it. So um I feel like we're we're in a better place now to truly embrace it and um and and look at the real estate around it and the parkland around it. So um Joy sent me a couple like prompts, like what are you most excited about in 2020? So one of the things is at Riverside Park and um, it's the Thomas Taggart Memorial. So it's gonna be turned into an amphitheater. Wow. And um, uh, the Lilly Endowment um, is sinking a lot of money into this project to revitalize this like crumbling structure. Wow. And then um, kind of should be open this summer, so. So Riverside Park, it, tell us wow. from yeah. White River, from White River State Park, where is that so situated? So it is, I would say, on the north, northwest of, of White River State Park. So I wish we had a neighborhood map and then I could point, but it is, um, yeah, it's going to be really cool and I am really excited. So Park the, Foundation is involved. Yes, I feel um, like Jenny's talked about Riverside yeah, Park. And then um, the Parks Department is involved. It's just a really, really exciting um, thing. So there's there's stuff like that, but also like looking at it as like, where are the canoe launches? Where could we have, um, you know, rent the canoe? Yeah, so um, really really building that and, and keeping the river clean. So the Dig Indy project is also kind of a, one of the reasons too that we're looking at um, the recreational side of the river because it's going to be cleaner. So do you guys know about the Dig Indy project? I've, I've know a little bit. I know yeah. when it was first starting, they were kind of. So it is you know, a, like a federally mandated thing. So they, they have to do it by law, but um, they're building this underground tour or not tour, <laughs> underground <laughs> sewer system to, um, so all of the water runoff that like when it floods will go beneath the city and to be processed in a plant, I think on the South side. But mm -hmm. um, right now it's, um, it's going into the White River. So when there's big flooding events, like we had this past weekend, it is not safe to swim in, definitely not safe to drink. I think um, one of the cities in Hamilton County was like, boil your water before you drink it. So wow. yeah, there is some definite like serious issues with the cleanliness of the water. And mm -hmm. um, actually the Indy Star just did a really good series on 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 that too so so That's when should that be completed or do you have a date i think it's shoot i don't know about the dig indie but the white river vision plan is kind of um 
the planning process is done and now we're kind of looking at implementation and like governance. So what does it look like when we go to the state house and we say, hey, what types of runoff and fertilizer and all that the farms are doing and and how does it affect the the river? So kind of looking at, at that process and what that looks like, I think is going to be like the next steps. But um, yeah, I, I could Google it if you want me to. Do you want me to? Oh, no. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll definitely, maybe we'll link. Yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. I'm sure it's a pretty involved yeah. process, but we can link to probably some of the stories too mm-hmm. if you want to yes. show us where yeah, to, yeah. they can find more info- information. But that is super exciting to hear yeah. um, because I was wondering, are there any cleanup initiatives happening to kind of promote that? Make so it it's fun. really cool to know that that the mayor and the city is looking at that and making steps to see some progress there because it is like having a riverfront i've asked joy yeah. i was like does this mean we're gonna have a riverfront mm-hmm. eventually yeah that's awesome like restaurants that face the river so right now in like castleton keystone area there's so many like businesses and places along the river that they face away from the river and they don't have the they're not embracing it there's not like a cool um trail along the river so it's like one of those things it's like we have to work to develop those areas that it's like we have to do the opposite of what we've done in the past so it's kind of rethinking what that looks like um but yeah no the white river vision uh plan is actually like i think one of the favorite things i get to work on that and then i geek out about the historic preservation stuff yeah so there are 17 historic districts in Indianapolis and those are like the neighborhoods like Cottage Home. Um, let's see. Fletcher Place. Um, Heron Morton, Old North Sides, sort of sort of that area. The Mile Square is a lot of the buildings. If anybody ever wants to like knock anything down, if they want to build on it, they have to get permission from our commission to do that. So that stuff's really interesting. But yeah, I love working, like looking at the buildings and like hearing the stories and seeing the details. There's there's a lot of history. And I feel like, unfortunately, Indianapolis was a city that like tore down a lot (sighs) and rebuilt a lot. So it's- Indiana Avenue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't even think about it. Yeah. I know. In some ways you're kind of like envious of places like Cincinnati and Detroit where they didn't tear that stuff down yeah. and now they're th- people are coming back in and you know renovating revitalizing, revitalizing. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like I wish that we wouldn't have torn so much down but we yeah. do have some really cool yeah that I'm like still discovering some historic places yeah. um in Indy but those neighborhoods I love how much we have embraced like the neighborhood like bringing neighborhoods back and that mm-hmm. sense of community has yeah. really really been cool to see over the last 10 years, I would say it's been happening. I would say a big turning point for Indy just having this moment was um, the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. That that was like this, this, what was that in 2012? The Promise Zones, is that like on the Near East side? Yeah, where there was just a lot of like national media attention Mm -hmm. happening. Got our act together. (laughs) Yeah. Had to. And and it was like, yeah, we want to be this world-class city. And I really think that um, we we have evolved into a world-class city. So there was... There was a couple of things I, I wanted to, the, to point out that I read in a Visit Indie article. So Forbes magazine and Frommers, which is like 
the, the travel experts or whatever put us on lists of best places to go in 2020. Um, wow. Somebody called us a surprise arts destination. Um, Lonely Planet said that we're sneaky cool. <laughs> <laughs> I would go with that. Yeah. I was like, I want to put that in my Twitter bio. I know. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, dang. I too am sneaky cool. <laughs> so, but like, um, I don't know. I feel like we're definitely having our um, our moment. In this. Yeah. So Indianapolis is having having its moment. Um, I think that there's a couple other events to look forward to in 2020. So um, the Walker Theater is doing some major renovations. Um, there's some city investment. There is investment, um, I think, from IEPY. Um, so that's going to be some an incredible space that's kind of going to be renewed. Um, there's Can uh, Can Cinema, which is going on the east side. So that's um, a project from the, the Bluebeard guys um the batista family is really kind of heading that up so it's an art cinema going in there there's an art cinema going in at bottle works yeah which is super really massive. yeah i didn't know that yeah so there's going to be like a food market um a hotel that and is super whoa. exciting yeah works. and so right in that um in the uh, like the the end of mass ab will be really hopping and super cool so i'm excited about that um but yeah those are some some projects i'm sort of excited about that building is beautiful and i'm so glad that what i always wanted to happen there is actually happening mm -hmm. that beautiful or that building is beautiful art deco the old yes. coca-cola plant it yeah. used to house school buses right yeah <laughs> like, yeah of all things such a beautiful property <laughs> yeah. and we were just like storing buses there so it's so awesome to see the development and they do a really good job of like keeping progress photos up on Instagram yeah and showing what they're doing and like all the renovations inside so that is going to be incredible and I heard it was a movie theater but I didn't hear it was an art cinema so that's yeah really cool. exciting yeah so it's a lot of cool stuff happening right now um but I'm going to come back to did we already talk about the bicentennial we have not no it is that's Indy's it. 200th birthday so um a big deal today um no so actually we're gonna start things or kind of kick things off in may and it's going may 2020 to june 2021 but we're sort of ramping up so right now we're doing stuff with the um indiana historical society we're doing stuff with wfyi for like documentary stuff um but these are like city sponsored projects um that that will kind of explain the the history of indianapolis and where we are now and where we're headed and um it's pretty cool to think about that we've been around for for 200 years so yeah that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> uh, so it's gonna be a whole year of projects and events and oh yeah it's gonna be a party we're awesome. throwing a, a damn good party and <laughs> really exciting yeah yeah i would say that that, that there's ways to celebrate um Everywhere. And I know that you guys are, are into public art because you did um, your interview with Jules. Uh -huh. um, a cool thing that we're going to work with, we're working with the Arts Council on is a um, redoing of the, um, I think it's the Hobart mural on Delaware Street. Yeah. So that's how it looked in 1970. That's how it looks now. So it's kind of like super faded. Um, okay. So right now we're commissioning 
I think they're commissioning artists to kind of revive that and, and make it beautiful again. And then other public art around the city. So there's going to be, there's going to be so much to, to look at and do and um, think about that. It's going to be certainly a party. So. Yeah, it looks like it. Was any of that like pushed along by the whole thing with Muckrock? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. People are like, we need more art <laughs> yeah. in the city. Anyway, yeah, no, I think I think the controversy <laughs> around her, um, well, uh, some of it was negative. I think the end result was um, people talking about art. Yeah, we all agreed. Right? How it how it is a. Um, vital to a city and um it makes uh when when places look good they feel good and you want people to to be in places with public art so i think um it was a good thing i know that like despite the controversy i think it was important because it spurred things like the indie mural fest mm -hmm. so um that was showcasing local artists um who kind of felt overshadowed by by her like there's so many good talented artists here that we're just like we have to use them and I think this gives them a good platform to market themselves so um yeah I think I think that I don't know if this project was <laughs> spurred by that specifically <laughs> but I know that that's a super important conversation to have and even the the one about the keep and dancing campaign oh, so I was so happy <laughs> yeah I bought Aunt, a bunch of those pins yes thank yeah. you so Anne is dancing once again thank god what were um, your thoughts on that was that through the city as well you guys so want so that was the cultural trail right so that is um it's funny because the I I brought a before and after of the cultural trail but I think it's one of the oh biggest things to affect the downtown landscape. It's eight miles of gorgeous landscaped, paved in a beautiful way. Um, Genius thing yeah, for the so, city to do. Um, a lot of other cities like Denver, um, other cities that you'd think are like way ahead of this kind of stuff, um, come to our city as an example. So they say it's public right of way, so it's city owned, but it's maintained completely by a nonprofit. So the reason that the cultural trail is clear every morning of snow, maybe even before some of the streets are cleared is because people are like donating and keeping the cultural trail stuff alive. But um, Keeping and Dancing was like a huge, a big fundraiser and people were like so pissed about the, <laughs> the price tag. <laughs> right yeah. like you could donate this to so many other causes and, and you know that's fine then then donate to the places that do that but if people are passionate about public art and like I said earlier like those ESPN iconic shots of indie mm -hmm. and dancing is in a lot of those mm -hmm. so it was actually commissioned to be a temporary piece and the fact that it lasted so long is kind of a miracle and it took so much like rewiring and electric tape that it was just falling apart oh, wow. so she will last a lot longer i think she's led now my brother was she like here for a while. <laughs> my brother was like does she have new moves does she twerk i was like no <laughs> no and still does her iconic she looks great yeah. she looks great she, yeah she barely is aged so yeah. did they did they repair it or did they make a whole new one i think they did a whole new one okay they worked with the artist. Uh, his name is Julian Opie. He's a British artist, but the original artist. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. That's I don't cool. know if he redid it, but I know they worked with him. Gotcha. Um, to kind of 
we prayed it, but it's yeah, a whole new Anne, and it cost it's big price two hundred thousand. So yeah. is a as a that's a lot of money, but it's also I I feel like it's worth it. Oh, oh she yeah. Lasts yeah, for another two. It's not mass <laughs> Another bicentennial. <laughs> another four <laughs> hundredth birthday. Here we are. <laughs> yes, I don't even know what the name is for that. So I don't know. You read stuff about climate change, and you're like, oh shit, are we gonna be around? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Like, oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I think uh, that the public art conversation is super exciting and something that needed to happen anyways. Yeah. One thing that we kind of learned about recently was how many grants the Arts Council gives out. Yeah, We weren't even really aware until we mm-hmm. talked to Mina Cohane about it, um, which she just won a, a big grant. Yeah, It's like a, fel- uh, like a fellowship grant for artists mm-hmm. or musicians and that type of thing to enable them to continue to to do work. So, you know, anyone that's listening that is an artist or a musician needs to go to the council yeah, arts council website. Yeah. I think they just kind of really, they released the list of winners, um, but you can keep your eye open for the next yeah. application process, but they give money to artists and musicians in the city. And I don't think that's very well known. So yeah, check it out for sure. So have you always been passionate like about Indianapolis or did it just kind of like happen gradually or when did you become like are you from here I am so I was born and raised in Indianapolis um I went to school at Ball State um and I've I've stuck around since then I feel like um Indianapolis definitely has its claws in me like I I definitely have that itch to to move away but I keep finding reasons to stay, and it's because it's sneaky cool so I (laughs) (laughs) I keep having to there's just there's more and more reasons to like you want to see this through and um yeah no I think uh yeah I've I've been in love with this city for a long time and I see why people from Chicago and people from different parts of our country are like I love Indianapolis Mm -hmm. and I want to make it my home and uh that's that's super exciting but are we seeing more people moving in or what's what's the growth like in Indy? Are you I actually don't know it? that. But I bet we would definitely know after the the census. What a perfect segue. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Good job, ladies. Yes. So it's almost like we planned that. Yes. So the the, the census happen, happens every 10 years and um uh, our uh, division of long-range planning, so they think really far into the future of Indiana. So they think about the White River Vision Plan. They think about how land is used. They um, think about um, how the land around transit stations and transit-oriented development is kind of uh, utilized. So they're also looking at the census and how important it is to get every single person in Marion County counted. That is those hard-to-count populations too, like the immigrants, the just renters. Maybe they just, they, they move a lot. That is um, the African-American community. Um, that, so there's just um, the Hispanic community. There's a lot of populations that are hard to count in Indy that um, we're, we're really working hard to, to get everybody counted and, and form like sort of a coalition of, of partners that, um, translate stuff for us and, and really do, do good work. And we even teamed up with the arts council to do, um, some art pieces to put on like promotional stickers and, and stuff to, to kind of raise awareness. If you guys want to know more, it's countmeindy.com and we're on social as well, but, it's super important because it, um, I guess there's a lot to talk about here. <laughs> um, 
the census kind of determines how much money Indianapolis, the state, everywhere around the country gets for, for federal funding. So that's that funds bridges, that funds roads, that funds schools, any sort of like public thing you can think about, that's what it funds. So we want to make sure Indianapolis has its fair share of that pie. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's why the census in 2020 is such a big deal. And you said $675 billion is up for up yep. for grabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can get everyone with yeah, raising it's their a, hands. It's a, it's a big, it's a, that's a lot of money to think about. But yeah, it's, it's important that way. But it's also important because it also um, determines how much political representation we get. Mm -hmm. So think about a state like California and how many congressional delegates there are from California. It's because their population is so large. Mm -hmm. So Indiana, I think we have um, five. We probably have more, and I'm just terrible right now because I don't know. But um, it's each state it kind of determines and redistricting and, and all sorts of stuff goes into goes into the census and how that plays out. So it's it's way bigger than people think <laughs> or think about. But I uh, I have a feeling that um, our campaign efforts and, and what we're doing to sort of make the census approachable and not scary. Um, I think people sometimes, especially um, people that have come to our country without permission, they are afraid of the census. I was just going to ask about that. Yeah. So the citizen question was denied by the Supreme Court. Donald Trump was really pushing for it. Um, it will not be a question on the census. So so they're safe if they want to fill it yes, out. Yes, yes. That does not, it's not shared with ICE. It's not f shared with anyone like that. So um, that data is is, is not, um, not used that way. But it's definitely, it's something that people are still wary of and scared mm -hmm. of, especially yeah, if they yeah. come from a country they already have distrust in the government. Mm -hmm. So we're trying right now to make the census like a fun, approachable thing that people trust and they want to participate in and they're proud to participate in. Mm -hmm. I brought you guys t-shirts and chapstick. T-shirts and yeah. they're <laughs> the coolest t-shirts yeah. ever. So designed by that little, um, like, what is not Lady Liberty, but the Lady Liberty of Indianapolis um, uh, that is designed by a local artist. So cool. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I know back in the day, it was like a door to door thing. How are you guys actually? Um, what's the process? Such like? a good question. So this is the first time in our nation's history that it will be available online. So um, census day is officially April 1st. Mm -hmm. So um, before that, maybe like mid March, um, they'll send mail and they'll say you can either send it in this way or you can fill it out online. So um, one of our huge partners is the Indianapolis Public Library. So people that maybe don't have internet access can go take the census at the library and kind of do it that way. But it's a big deal um, that it's online for the first time ever. And I don't know, how long has the internet been around? Who invented it? Al Gore or somebody? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's like 30 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's really exciting that um, we've gotten to a place where people are going to take the census online and... Um, if you don't do either, uh, people will knock on your door. So, and is it, how do, do you, they give you a form? Do you fill it out right then and give it back to them or you're supposed to mail yeah. it back? I actually don't know how it works when they come to your door. <laughs> <laughs> like we're trying to I know to do all that. the other <laughs> stuff. So we, we actually, yeah, absolutely trying to avoid 
that just because it's sort of like an uncomfortable thing too. like you don't want somebody <laughs> some stranger coming to your door asking for your all these <laughs> questions so um it every everybody um should get one mail to their house and um it's interesting because people are like well how are dorm people counted and how are prisoners counted and homeless population uh, yeah so there's about. there's different methods and, and ways that they're kind of doing that so and what yeah. kinds of questions can people hmm is it like name and name um people living age. in the house mm -hmm. occupation stuff like that kind of general yeah information to yeah get an idea. i should i should look because i actually don't know but i'm sitting here touting the senses <laughs> but i know that <laughs> at least you're honest <laughs> yeah it's all research for sure well the overall <laughs> picture and point is we need to count everybody right yeah it's yeah. important Awesome. Yeah. And uh, oh, my other question is, how long is is that process? If it starts April, yeah. So 1st, that's sort of like the, the word out now. April first, mm -hmm. the official day, and mm -hmm. then how long are you guys giving? I yourselves? Actually, I yeah, I don't know when they close it. It's got to be a while. Um, I would yeah, I would say. I imagined the data collection ends maybe. What six months after April first? I'd have to look at the timeline. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'm it's just like super October. curious. About yeah, it. that yeah. seems reasonable. <laughs> U.S. Census Bureau, are there you listening? <laughs> seems like a good deadline. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> awesome. And um, I I really agree with what you're saying about public art and having that money to fund things like that. Hopefully, I don't know if that money goes towards like public transportation, mm -hmm. which we really, um, I think has been, I've always talked about on the show has been such a big step for Indianapolis and is going to continue to be important for economic growth. And just the development of the city is by having public transportation available. Yeah. So that's another thing I'm excited about with the red line. So this, these kinds of things are going to help fund that, and the public art we're talking about. Absolutely. And it affects everything. Yeah. Even like businesses figure out, they look at census data to figure out where they want to put their next location or where, where is everybody moving? Where is, you know, it's like, it's a huge deal for um, not just the government community or, or, or that, or the government planning community, but also, businesses yeah and probably identifying like where resources are needed maybe where there are food deserts yeah where people need you know things that they don't have right now so absolutely that's awesome yeah it's yeah. exciting so you and i were talking about spotify rap <laughs> yeah. so i want to talk a little bit about what the official woman of Indianapolis listens to. Oh, the, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend that calls me Miss Indianapolis. You, and I'm you like, really Fuck are you. Though. I am not. <laughs> but I will tell you, we are the number one convention city in the United States. We've got the number one airport for I don't know how many yeah. years. Oh in a row. my gosh! Talk mm -hmm. to my husband you about, about all the Indianapolis time. airport. So He's clean. obsessed. Yeah. I am. They have cool art there. It's awesome. Yeah. We have a fantastic yeah, airport. I, I take it for granted if you're not appreciating it. Yes. We Even don't have TSA. an under. Huh? TSA yeah. is nice. They're awesome. <laughs> I came from Denver where, I mean, we don't have an underground reptilian army. Granted. <laughs> Look that up, by the way, oh with God. at Denver Airport, if you don't know about it. What? Yeah. It's Wait, pretty interesting. I'm, I got to put that on my There's notes. a conspiracy theory that the New World Order is uh, living under the Denver airport. And it's. 
an army of reptilian people. You know, I love me a good. Um, <laughs> oh, you'll find all kinds of info. They have murals, uh, like weird murals that allude to this. And then there's also the story about the Bronco, the scary, terrifying Bronco statue outside of the airport huh. in Denver. But my point was, Indy is the best airport mm-hmm. out there. I've been to many of them. And the efficiency is off the charts. Yeah. Um, I timed it one time less than five minutes through security, like had my shoes on going to my gate multiple times and (laughs) cool art. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. I really Mm -hmm. love what we're doing at the airport. (laughs) That's important too, for people moving here, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. What's on your playlist? Oh yeah. I was like, wait, what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, um, my, my big number one was Lizzo. Oh yeah. And then I'm kind of, this is embarrassing for me, but it was, the second one was Cardi B. (laughs) (laughs) We love Cardi B. (laughs) I love it. I'm just like, I want to scream it on the dance floor. Okay. (laughs) Haley Hendrix, um, LCD sound system and beach house. But then, um, I love that Spotify does like your year wrapped and then it, I feel like it just exposes your soul a little bit, but then <laughs> also did, did your decade wrapped, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. And I don't know what it says about me, but my number one was Fiona Apple. Oh, and I was for like, your decade? yes, Whoa. I think I had like a really heavy Fiona stage, like post-college. Oh, was that good or bad? It was like, I, I know. I was saying it was like, yeah, the angsty. Yeah. <laughs> but did you guys do it? Did you see any like insight or do you? I don't know because I wanted to actually have a conversation about like, does Spotify compensate their artists, especially small, like local artists? The answer is no. Yeah, <laughs> it barely. Yeah. The answer but is shop just, at Square Cat Vinyl. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. Just Spotify, any streaming service, mm-hmm. it's it's that way. Yeah. The business is changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people can't rely on income from streaming, which is unfortunate because a lot of musicians can't support themselves yeah you know, they have to tour till they're relentless dead yeah. you know to try to make any money and it's a lot mm-hmm. of overhead so maybe that'll change someday but probably not in the so. near future i yeah. don't think but start a revolution <laughs> right, <say>. now. <laughs> right now if i really like an artist i will actually like i'll buy like the vinyl yeah like i always do that if i if i actually really like someone like i'll buy the vinyl buy merch at their shows yeah. go see mm-hmm. them live because they get money from tickets they get generally they keep all the money from their merch so if you want to support an artist like that's a good way to do it while they're on tour because mm-hmm. they use that money for gas and like to eat you know yeah people that are trying to make a living doing it or just live while they're doing it but it's just crazy to me how how we listen to music has changed over the last few years because I remember going and like getting CDs oh, from wow. my CD player like cassettes. Yes, mm-hmm. it's just weird. Do now. you? Yeah, I do. Burning I a mix. I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was already kitschy when Joy was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like doing it for real. <laughs> at Karma, Rec- hanging out at Karma oh Records. My God, yes. As, karma. A, as a baby, going oh. like on the release date. Yeah. To Karma. It was the best. Yeah, it's always a pain like opening the CD. You had to like, they even invented little slicer things so you Mm -hmm. could open the CD easier. (laughs) Did you guys have hit clips? The little, the little thing where like you put in like a little microchip and then it plays like 30 Um, seconds of the song. You you guys didn't have that? I don't think I did. It was the best. I had a Walkman. 
I had a Walkman. Yeah, hit oh, clips were like big for like a year in the in the <laughs> late nineties. What hit clips? Where did you put it in? What? It's it's like a little like mechanism, like a little machine, and then it's like a little square. Is it like, attached to headphones? Yeah, oh. and then it just plays like thirty seconds of like in sync. Like or, a preview. Or I was I was all about it. <laughs> hit clips. I'm gonna buy you, you guys both <laughs> one. And no, yeah. I'm fascinated by yeah, this. It was, that it missed was great. me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Spotify is not. They don't fairly compensate yeah. for this, but conversely, a lot of artists have gotten a lot of exposure that way on yeah. playlists and all that. Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there is a lot of um, like you can be picked to be featured, and that sometimes has launched people's careers. So mm-hmm. it is kind of pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys do Spotify Wrapped? So I um, I only use Spotify because everyone else does. Yeah. <laughs> I use Apple Music. So okay. I subscribe to that. It's I, I actually subscribe to both of them, which is silly. But yeah. I pay like monthly for both. But mm-hmm. sometimes I would rather use. Like sometimes you can't find things on by, you know either one. Yeah. But I tend to use Apple Music more because I keep all my playlists and yeah. like downloads and all of that there. And like OG playlists because Apple playlists. Yeah. Were like, yeah. yeah. Like my from your iPod, my mm-hmm. iTunes, yeah. which is gone now. <laughs> um, and Spotify like can be kind of annoying. Like I think the search function is kind of annoying on yeah. it. But Joy is a Spotify yeah Fan. my my artist of the decade was Coldplay, which i didn't know how to feel <laughs> about it. i like didn't want to like expect that like everybody judges me for liking them but i just <laughs> you like unwrapped your spotify and I you're know. like i was like i can't this? post this <laughs> <laughs> what is this i didn't want this yeah. no they were my top decade i love chris martin i do oh. too he's so great yeah he's pretty cute but Coldplay is pretty <laughs> hey i mean like they're not the worst i guess yeah no could have yeah. been like meatloaf or something yeah that would have been really embarrassing <laughs> but no. what else is on your rap um fletcher obviously i post about her all the time she's a really good pop singer okay. I'm trying to think who else was on there but i can't you've got yeah. pretty eclectic taste i would say yeah i yeah. do too okay it's a little whack <laughs> who was your number one do you remember from wrapped i don't yeah. even i didn't even look at it because it's just not like all accurate go to, yeah probably. it's not accurate yeah. at all like i use yeah. it to listen to bands i don't know who they are yeah. so like so the algorithm's like totally off. Yeah. yeah i know a husband wife couple and they share their spotify and they're like this is not who i am <laughs> they were like pissed and like they were like we got to get separate accounts some yeah. weird frankenstein of a like wrapped yes yeah. yeah yeah i would say like I don't know. I have a hard time sometimes discovering new music. Like you mm-hmm. have to wade through so much these days to like, yeah. I usually end up going back to like the old revisiting old standbys yeah. and that type of thing. Do you ever use the function on Spotify mm-hmm. where it's like, um, fans also like, like oh. if you go to an artist, there's that's like cool. a tab that I says, like that's, that. I found a lot of bands like that. Last yeah. Year. Yeah. They do a good job yeah. that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they have like a daily playlist. I think there's like four or five of them and it's like it will mm-hmm. curate from what you're listening to. There's just so much music now. There yeah. is. It's so accessible. Yeah. I get exhausting like trying to find like because Joy and I play music together and like yeah. trying to find bands that are similar to follow or to like network with. And it mm-hmm. gets like really tiring trying to there's go through. too many. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will say like just if. For that particular situation for people trying to book and like management and whatever else, like put put videos on Instagram, put your yeah. music on mm-hmm. Instagram. So many people don't do that. And like if you're on your phone, 
it's so much easier to just scroll through and like catch a couple clips to mm -hmm. see if you're interested yeah. to like click on the website. So I would say like that needs to happen more. Yeah. yeah. And we'll do that more once we yeah. get some stuff recorded. I'm excited to hear your guys' stuff. Karate gums and tanning. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's sneaky cool. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah. It's pretty sneaky. Hey. It's pretty out. I think it's pretty <laughs> yes. out there. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely female, female heavy. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I like that. Three of us yeah. and then Daniel uh, Guardo. So we're going to have the whole band on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yay. Are there any local um, bands that you really like or follow? Um, You're so busy, though. I don't, I don't I, know. I really like Manners, Please. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Our friends. They're cool. <laughs> I also like um, another local band, um, Maravik. I know two of the guys. So Jim Rollinson works for the Chamber. Yeah, we and met my, him. My friend Benjamin Hunt, he um, is the GM at, at Tomlinson Taproom. I know Ben. Yeah. He's in a band? Yeah. He's no idea. He's going to be pissed that I talked about him on this. <laughs> really? Yes, because he's very under the radar about oh. being in a band. Oh, I'm writing that down. I'm text <laughs> remember the meeting about the uh, yeah the meeting about the indie music strategy. Yeah. That guy was like, yes. I'm in the band Merovic. And we're like, maybe oh. it's Maravic. Yeah, Vic. yeah. I can't remember. What is that, that is guys? So yeah. Anyway, yeah. I love Ben. He's such a curmudgeon. I would just go to Tomlinson. Just <laughs> to like, he is like just yes. mess with him and hear like we would just <laughs> talk to him. Certainly a curmudgeon. <laughs> he's great though. Yeah, he's a fun guy. Yeah. Okay, I didn't we'll know. Have he was to check them out. Yeah. I don't think I've ever listened. They to play them. around indie. Um. Yeah, they played at uh, what's it called Melody. Melodian. The Mel. Um, they've played a show at the Hi-Fi. Huh. Maybe they did Pioneer. Rest in peace, Pioneer. I think they did one at Pioneer. <laughs> I so heartbreaking. Yeah. I was super bummed about that. But um, hopefully somebody scoops it up and repurposes it as another live music place. So. It's an awesome mm -hmm. spot. I mean, yeah. it's sad they couldn't make it work. But yeah, eventually someone will make that spot work. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. excited to see Lopone um, is now at Duke's. Yeah. Which is kind of different. That's it's wild. like honky tonk. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a drag show, but I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is it really at Duke's? Yes. Yeah, they moved to she Dukes. She said that because I was shook. like, wait, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> oh my God. I want to go. So I'm I glad love they have Dukes. a new home. Yeah, I do too. So. It's like, you feel like you're walking into like a the Roadhouse movie set right. or something. Mm -hmm. It's just such a cool vibe in there. Yeah. I need to hang out more at Duke's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the last thing we wanted to hit on was your involvement in Planned Parenthood. Yeah. So what's going on with that? Yeah. So I'm in the, the Young Leaders group. If you want to join the group, you're interested. Uh, it's just uh, look in the Facebook bar, uh, Planned P Parenthood Young Leaders of Indianapolis. Um and it's just uh, a lot of um, like millennial aged folks that are super passionate about reproductive rights and a, a woman's right to choose. So um, a, a big event coming up is on Wednesday, January 22nd. It's called the Indiana March for Choice. It's at Monument Circle at 1130 a.m. We're kind of going to march uh, down Marcus Street to the State House and um, let the, the legislators know uh, what what's up and, and, and our agenda. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, we have a book club this Thursday. We're reading um, Roxanne Gay's Bad Feminist, mm. which yes. I, I love. I love that because I feel like sometimes it's like, oh, I really like this rap song. Oh, bad Feminist. 
sucks and you have this like feminist guilt, but it's like, no, you're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> feminist, <laughs> feminist, for feminism, it's about choice and it's like what you want to like and you don't have to be this perfect feminist all the time. Um, if you like a guy changing your tire or if you, you know, it's just like, there's all these like definitions, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, don't lock us into that. And, um, so I'm super excited about, we have a book club every like quarterly kind of, and, um, it's a fun group of, uh, mostly ladies. Occasionally a man will join us, <laughs> but it's, it's mostly ladies and, uh, it's, it's nice camaraderie, um, and like-minded people. If you're, if you're pro-choice and you're passionate about that, I, I suggest looking into it that is so cool i cannot believe all of the things that you are involved in my head is spinning it's just so cool yeah (laughs) it's it's great though yeah yeah and it's cool that we get to talk to to people like you that are really moving thanks for having me on i feel like i'm kind of a boring person are you kidding me that was one of the better conversations we've had i just can't believe how much i feel like i learned right right now with you and like i feel like i know what's going on i have a subscription to the ibj but i don't know the details of like all the really fun cool Mm. um things in planning so thank you for my pleasure yeah for getting us excited about what's to come for the year in the next few years with indy and we're ready for the party the year-long yes. party so <laughs> birthday what up we'll make sure to to share um the events and everything on our page yeah. and um before we go do you want to kind of re- recap where we can send people to find out more about uh few of the things that we talked about absolutely today? so for the bicentennial go to indyturns200.com um there's a really cool history component. Um, we're about to launch the logo, the official Bicentennial logo. Um, so I would keep an eye on that. Um, we're also on social on all those channels, of course. Um, for the census, uh, the local um, the, the local folks are doing CountMeIndy.com. Um, White River Vision Plan is MyWhiteRiver.com also social for everything I don't need to keep going and if you want to follow me I think occasionally I'm funny on Twitter but Andrea M Watts is my name on Twitter Twitter she's kind of Twitter famous I'm not yeah yeah quite a few followers it's It's always good content I would I would say I I really like I like Twitter as a medium because it's just like short nuggets mm-hmm. enough to fit like some wit maybe yep. a burn or two yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> mostly burns on my on my end but. I would say Twitter's an interesting place you're like tweeting at some customer service Southwest Air what's your deal that's <laughs> like my only tweet from the past like three years is bitching at an airline but it's like honestly how Nailed I get it. my news yeah. but yeah, yeah so it's a yeah it's a fun platform it's been too much time on it but yeah that's me that's all all right we're gonna follow you hook mm-hmm. up with that and if you could tell mayor joe hello yes. i'm gonna be at the mayor's lunch so oh, jenny cash at the parks yay um, kind of clue me in on that so i'm really excited to check that out they she said bring it's a great event inside you know so what she like she set it up like a, they're setting up like a park oh, right so fun they'll bring the awesome. eagles from um eagle park or eagle <gasps> creek no. um they'll bring reptiles I love this bring, It's really fun. It's so cool. Um, Big Car brought a huge like paint by number thing last year. It, oh, it's man. fun. So I'm I'm excited to see you. Yeah, in March. I, think. I will yeah. be there. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the exact date, but you can look it up and you can buy an inv- individual ticket or like yes. a company table. Support the parks. We're way underfunded in the city. 
Um, when you look comparatively at other cities um, around us, St. Louis, Cincinnati, how much taxpayers pay per taxpayer in those cities is so much higher than what's happening here. So yeah, I don't know how to change that, but I think that donating to the Parks Foundation is yes. a huge... In the meantime, they mm-hmm. are massive. They're getting grants. Yes. I mean, they're out there like doing, like getting their hands dirty and yeah. doing all the fundraising yeah. and they're great people doing it. So mm-hmm. awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. Yeah, thanks for making yeah. time to come yes. talk to us. We're excited to share this episode and all the yeah. awesome stuff coming up and we'll make sure to link to all of those projects and we hope to maybe catch up with you soon mm-hmm. on the flip side. Yeah. yeah, at the end of the 200th birthday, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. If we if we survive the party, you guys will survive the party. <laughs> All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.